Get up and dance. Dance. And then we'll connect the dots. Connect the dots. Hey, let's connect the dots. This is Tom Edison. This is Connect the Dots radio show on BBS Internet Radio. Hey, it's a call-in radio show. The number is 888-627-6008. Hey, if you're, uh, on, on the computer screen, the number's up there ready. But, uh, hey, there's 20 million things happening this week. Uh, I don't even know where to begin, but I certainly will get to a point in the show where I'm going to discuss about the science fiction movies. You know, things like... Um, I, I just happened to be flipping the stations and something came on called Things to Come. Yeah, old 1936 uh, classic movie. And, uh, you know, I just decided to watch it. And I was shocked at what is contained in that mu- uh, uh, movie. They got somebody ruling the world and his name is John Cabal. I mean, if you're familiar with the uh, the bad guys who run the world being called the Cabal, well, this guy in this movie, his name is John Cabal, and uh, he takes over control of the world, and it's more like a socialistic society, it isn't democratic, and they got uh, the vision of the future is they got everybody working in work suits with big glass space suit helmets on, you know, what kind of enjoyment in life is that? Is that a betterment of life? No, it sounds like, uh, I don't know, it doesn't sound like fun at all. And it's a society of sheeples that just obey what the elite tell them. And who's the head of the elite? John Cabal. And then it goes on to the future further, and they got more things like a holographic projections where the politicians talk to you while you're on the street. And uh, now the world's ruling by his great-grandson, grandson Cabal, is ruling the world. You see, they keep it in the family. I mean, if this ain't a movie telling you how the world is run, I don't believe it. And they had a big uh, obelisk-type thing in uh, in the middle of a circle, and all the people gathering around. It's just kind of like the Washington Monument in Washington, D.C., which brings to mind, I recently saw another uh, movie. Um, yeah, I watch movies. I watch shows like Sven Gulli. Yeah, he plays uh, some of the old science fiction movies and does a little comedy. He had this thing on called The uh, Deadly Mantis. And wouldn't you know, then The Deadly Mantis makes its way from down to the Arctic and gets to New York. Uh, but first it goes to Washington, <laughs> And climbs on the uh, the Washington Monument, which I've told to people, you, the listening audience, many times, it's a mind control device. Obelisks are mind control device. So the bug is calling your attention to the uh, giant bug to the mind control device. And then there's uh, another movie I can think of where the same thing happens. There's a movie called The Giant Claw where this big bird comes down and comes down to Washington, D.C., grabs onto the uh, Washington Monument and crashes into the ground. And uh, then there's another movie, too, uh, the, the, the Giant Claw. I think he also lands on the U.N., another corrupt thing representing the elite. Uh, 
and there's another movie, Earth versus the Blind Saucers. Yeah, they come down with the blind saucers down to Washington, and they crash one into the Capitol building. They knock down the the Washington Monument again. These movies are trying to tell tell us something, really. You know, um, I've said before. I'll say it again. A movie is telling one of three things. It's either telling you about what's happening now. I mean, not all movies do this, but the ones that want to get a message across to you. Either the movie is telling you about something that's happening now or something that's happening in the past or something that will happen in the future. And I just gave you a few testimonials there. Uh, but I just I just had to uh, talk about that. And remind everybody, the Washington Monument is a mind-control device. That's why it's in the center of the... Uh, off-kilter square that was the original outlay uh, of Washington, D.C. Anytime you have a thing with a lot of geometry in it, it's usually the cabal. <laughs> and in that futuristic movie, oh, it was the year 1236, when the people were finally kind of waking up to, like, the sheeple were waking up to, like, gone far enough far with this AI society and... Uh, we're still not really having fun and enjoying life, you know? Uh, it's a movie worth seeing. You'll see a lot of power parallels. It was 1936 movie, and they go as far as 2036, and that's when grand, grandson Cabal was ruling the earth. And the people were still uh, finally getting annoyed with the, uh, it's overkill with the science. And uh, if you did a review, the guy who uh, wrote the movie, H.G. Wells, he really was a socialist. He was um, anti, and they talk about this in that movie, too. They talk about removing the nations and having a one-world government. Well, what does that sound like now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this movie is telling you about it, things to come. Yeah, well, it's here now. And... Uh, uh, I was just listening to the last show. Yeah, I might be a host, but I listen to BBS radio now and then other shows. And uh, uh, the individual, the host before me, Charles Green, Mr. E.T. Yoga, he was talking about the, uh, the white hats. They're basically doing nothing. And uh, the military hasn't done anything with the, uh, you know, the imposter president or anything like that. And uh, these are important things to think about. As far as the military not doing anything, uh, I remember back at uh, right after Trump lost uh, the last election and people were crying about it. Hello? Uh, you have a listener? Put him on. Uh, Hello? Good evening. How are you doing? Hi, who's this? This is Charles Green from ET Yoga. Oh, hey. <laughs> wow, wow. Hey, I listened to your show quite a bit. Thanks for uh, calling in. You know, you must uh, uh, you want to socialize. Hey, I just listened to the last part of your show, and that, that was pretty interesting about the White Hats didn't do anything, haven't done anything, and it's kind of true. Um, we can give them credit maybe for uh, calling attention to the uh, children underground that have been rescued, supposedly rescued. I believe it, and uh, perhaps the military helps in that, but besides that, they've done nothing. You're absolutely right. 
uh, the cabal, as I've just mentioned a minute ago, uh, that is, as predicted in that movie, Things to Come, is running the world still, and they're they're not uh, done punishing us or done trying to kill us, and it's continuing, and there isn't enough physical action to stop it, and I'm kind of annoyed at that myself, too. You know, all these promises, good talk. Um, I even remember hearing back at the beginning of... Uh, I don't know. Right after uh, President Trump lost the election, there was this guy who has one of these uh, radio TV shows, and uh, he's talking about his inside information from his military people, and they were setting the, setting up the trap for the Democrats and that. Okay, the trap's been set. They fell into it. Why isn't anybody arrested? <laughs> I have to agree with you on all that. Uh, hey, uh you know, you know, I've listened to your show plenty of times, and probably the one thing that I find the most interesting is when you've talked about it before, but refresh it in my mind. When you talk about the maps being different between uh, South America uh, sticking further out in the Atlantic now than it did on maps 50 years ago or so, didn't you talk about something like that? Yeah, 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 related to the Mandela effect. <laughs> uh um, they're right. That's um, and explain what you mean by relating to the Mandela effect on that. What, what, well, why are the maps different? Well, this is uh, I don't know. It's an incredible topic that in in my investigations and in my inner uh, in information, um, there's only uh, a few people that really understand Mandela effect. If you look in uh, on the internet, you'll see that um, it's uh, they de- define it as some sort of um, mass memory problem um not so in my opinion um uh, i guess I'll, I'll try and explain that um there are there are some uh maps still available today that show south america about 1900 miles east of where uh most people would consider to be or most of the current maps um as well there's a Still today, you can go on to YouTube right now, and you can look up Carl Sagan, Our Place in the Universe, and you can hear him describing where Earth is in the Milky Way galaxy. And I can tell you right now where he describes this as on the outskirts of the Milky Way galaxy. But if you yeah, check out where we, where we are actually now, we're closer uh, towards, the, towards the center on one of the arms. And... What explains this is um, actually um, there was a guy named Brad Johnson who used to channel Adronis from Sirius, and um, uh, he had the right idea. This is all due to a merging of timelines. And so there's been a merging of timelines from what I call the old Earth to this particular timeline. Now, if you're from this particular timeline, you won't notice any Mandela effect because things have been the way they've been. But if you're from the old timeline, the old Earth, you'll notice lots of things have are changed, including our place in the universe, including um, the map of a map of the Earth. There are lots of things that have changed, and it's not because you have false memory; it's because you are remembering. But there, there's been a merging of the timelines, and in my opinion, it's not provable. In my opinion, the the reason for that merging was because the old timeline ended 
and uh, catastrophically as well. So there were a lot of souls that were transferred to this timeline because this timeline has the opportunity for ascension. And so it's connected to the ascension process. Yeah, no, I think that's an adequate description of the Mandela effect. But back to the maps, you see, I have a different take on it myself. Um, I have a lot of experience in life, and uh, a good part of my life I I was a driver uh, to make deliveries. And, uh, you know, I started before they had the global positioning satellite devices. So you had to pull out a map and study a map to, to make your deliveries, you know? And uh, I was always intrigued by maps my whole life, and I do recall that older map that has uh, South America uh, almost directly under North America. And uh, I kept that image until I finally started seeing the newer models, and I thought, man, I didn't realize uh, uh, South America stuck that far out into the ocean. So, and... Um, also, upon having looked at a lot of a lot of maps, I started looking at maps when I was uh, four or five years old. They just intrigued me, and uh, I found uh, by being the delivery driver, I also found out that uh, even the detailed maps that showed you the the local streets, when you actually tried to go down them according to the map, the map was drawn incorrectly, <laughs> and it didn't match up like it was on the map. Or, or, you know, or they didn't tell you it was a dead-end street when they made it go all the way through. So I know from first-hand experience that there's a lot of mistakes being made with maps. And uh, my take, uh, part of my take on why the older maps were showing, uh, standard maps were showing South America directly under North America instead of getting out into the Atlantic there was because some map maker... Uh, who was hired to do the job, made a mistake, and he might not even have realized it himself until they went to print, and once they were printed out there, everybody just accepted that, because a lot of people don't study maps or even know how to read a map. And so all it took was a few decision uh, you know, makers to say, okay, I proved that, and it got printed in books, and eventually uh, the lie became the truth, you know? Now, that, but there's more to the picture than that. If you're talking about um, different timelines and a map from another timeline, in order to, uh, you mentioned 1,900 mile difference, in order to, uh, for the, uh, the Earth's crust to be shifted in a different location, you're talking uh, about hundreds of millions of years there. So if we go back hundreds of millions of years, there's, there's not, and you know anything about the history of the Earth, there weren't any, there wasn't any sophisticated, intelligent life hundreds of millions of years. There was primitive life here, but even you talk about the visitations that are claimed by uh, the extraterrestrials, the farthest one I've heard goes back to maybe two million years ago visiting the Earth. So there was no reason for Earth to change the timeline. It was merely an experimental uh, life form planet uh, back then, and, and there was no reason for it to be any more timelines. And you'd have to go back that far in a timeline to have that big of a, a shift, because it happens to be a, a known fact. Okay, that I, again, the, uh, excuse me just a second. The there, one but, continent that, you're broke up the point into uh, North and South America, started splitting up 
from the one time there wasn't, seven uh, there wasn't a change there wasn't ago. a change on this earth there wasn't a change on the earth you're living on it wasn't this thing didn't change we're talking about an alternative earth completely separate earth oh yeah that could be too sure that could be too and i can understand how they would want to merge them together at the end so there was no uh, there was no there was no geological change in this timeline Okay, well, it was a different there's, just, there's just a reference point. You, would, you wouldn't have uh, the, the same cities on the same maps in the same locations would be a little different, you know. I think they played no, that I'm, out I'm in just science saying fiction it's before, but it's because it, uh, I say it was a map mistake, uh, the map thing, but what, uh, the other stuff you're saying, sure, they could well, how be fine to be started anywhere. How do you explain our place in the universe? To run parallel, how do you explain? You know? How do you explain our place in the universe on the outskirts of the Milky Way? Is that a matter Well, we, first of all, I haven't done the research myself, so I don't know the initial thing, uh, though I, that was the first comment I ever heard, that uh, we were on the edge of uh, uh, the galaxy. Yeah, yeah, people from the old But I do happen to know about the, the that, yeah. uh, inner workings of, of the universe. It's all done on what's called gigantic mother wheels, and stars follow a mother wheel around for billions of years, hundreds of billions of years, and then they come to action point with another even bigger mother wheel, and they get on that, and that takes them to another place. And so as far as, far as I know, correct me if I'm wrong, the sun follows the uh, star of Alcy 1 in the Pleiades, and so basically, if LC1 is going with the Pleiadians to another part of the universe, the Earth, the Sun, and the Earth would follow along. And if, you know, if they're all on the same cog, you know, a bigger wheel will travel a, a big distance and a smaller wheel. So if we got up a smaller wheel and we got onto a bigger one, we could, you can envision this taking to another faraway part of the galaxy, uh, you know. So uh, having that understanding, it, it, I have no problem with understanding how we could have moved in a short amount of time. And again, I don't have I don't have an accurate uh, chart of of the mother wheels and which way they go. But I just happen to be aware of the information how things are organized in the grand universe. And that's what I got to say on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying that Carl Sagan was considered the premier uh, kind of public image of science uh, yeah. during. Uh, during his day and Carl Sagan has a video out right now that you can go and check out our place in the universe and puts us on the edge of the Milky Way, Milky Way galaxy. And what I'm saying is, is that there's two separate earths here and the predominant one is this current there could time. There be line. an infinite amount really. And but there are res residual evidence of the old timeline. Uh, for example, um, I mean, you could go on and on and on. There are people who remember New York City when there was only one bridge from Manhattan to Manhattan, but there's like four or five. Uh, but there, you can go on and on and on with these. Um, well, yeah, that's easy to understand how someone could imagine that, because in the beginning, there was only one bridge. <laughs> really. Right. Yeah, 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 in, in, in a sense, yes. And um, uh, things like um, um, there are a lot of uh, inexplicable um, um, situations that uh, have arisen. But uh, as I said, um, and, unless you're considering the fact of uh, the merging of two timelines, um, none, of the, none of the explanations are satisfactory, in my opinion. 
Yeah, well, I mean, all that talk. makes uh, perfect sense what you're saying, and sure, there could be an infinite amount of timelines. We don't believe there is, but, you know, technically, there could be. You know, just like if you set up a couple of mirrors and uh, reality, if you're familiar, that everything is made out of light, including you and me and all the th- instruments we're using, everything is made out of light. And uh, physical reality is, is extremely slow-moving light. And uh, if you can just set up a couple of mirrors, you might have seen this in an elevator sometime. You go in the elevator, and there you got an infinite amount of re- replications of you in the elevator simply by the setup of the mirrors in the elevator. And uh, if you can just uh, perceive that, well, then you should be easily understand how an infinite amount of of uh, realities could be created uh, with something more powerful than a mirror, you know. Uh, but it's still all light, and uh, even a rock is it's light, slow moving light. In fact, most people don't know. Do you know that glass is actually a liquid? Did you ever hear that? No, I haven't. Yeah, it's a, a very slow moving liquid, and uh, the proof of that was supposedly presented by people that had jars that were uh, over 300 years old, the jar would start to sag and, and kind of like melt. And that was determined that it's proof that uh, glass is just a slow-moving liquid. I mean, when when they're making it, they're turning it into kind of a, a, a malleable-type liquid when they form it. But it's just something to think about. Yeah. Oh, I know. I wanted to mention something when your show first started about these some of the science fiction shows. Uh, have you ever oh, seen yeah? uh, Stargate? SG, you ever seen Stargate SG One? Yeah, all the episodes. I love that show. Well, as far as Which I'm one? concerned, that's the. Well, there's um. I have a a hundred uh, set uh, or, or a, a set of uh, episodes with a hundred episodes on them. And in my yeah, it's opinion, a ten year show, most, so that's quite a bit. It's the most fascinating um, show that um, science fiction show I've ever seen, of, by my perception. Um, it's still um, as I go through them all, I kind of go through and then look at them again. By the time I go through them again, I'm learning new things because new things are happening in the world today. And yet, this show was done back in 1990. And by the way, if you roll through the credits from these shows. At the very end, it says, uh, thanks for cooperation from U.S. Space Command. And that was back in the 1990s. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, uh, as far as I gathered, the true story behind all those episodes, why they're so fantastic, was that the uh, the Air Force, um, you know, just like in, in the series, you know, at the command center in the, in the mountain there, uh, they liked the way the writers were portraying the U.S. military as saviors of planet Earth. And so, therefore, they were willing to share real stories with the writers to incorporate in, 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 a, in an episode. And so a lot of those stories are based on true information of, uh, you know, bad encounters we've had with the bad ETs over time and uh, and so that adds to the credibility of it, and uh, I have no problem believing some of those stories, and uh, basically that's it. So that, as far as disclosure goes, there's that those episodes are disclosure of what's been going on behind the scenes. 
But what was your favorite yeah, episode, the one you were talking about? Oh, um, I, there's so many of them that uh, uh, it, it's hard to hard to narrow narrow it down to one. Um, I mean, I guess um, uh, just the concept of uh, going through stargates to me is uh, uh, is fascinating in itself, and that's part of every show for the most yeah, part. And of course, um, that that was uh, best showed, I guess, in, in the Star Trek the original series. Where they jumped jumped through that glowing rock. That wasn't a circle. It was, you know, uh, an unusual shape, and they come out somewhere else. So, I think that was probably the first presentation of jumping through uh, thing. But if you go back to uh, uh, early filmmaking, uh, I, I can't think of the guy's name now. Maybe Cocteau or something, but. Uh, uh, he used mirrors, and in some of his movies, the person would walk into a mirror and come out in another realm. You know, so, I mean, again, this movie's playing around with stuff telling us about hidden realities. You know, uh, uh, I talk I talk about this uh, quite often on my show about the movies telling us the ins and outs. There's so many movies in the 1950s, science fiction, and even through the 70s and 80s, that are talking about uh, realities of science and dealing with aliens. Um, there, in the 50s especially, there are several movies. That, what do they use to destroy the aliens? Sound. You know, it's letting us know sound is a weapon. Of course, the cabal wants to use that to kill us. But uh, and the same thing in Mars Attacks, if you're familiar with that movie. What are they, how do they kill the aliens? With sound. And just the sound can kill, sound can heal. I've talked about it on the show before. You know, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the guy, the microscope guy, Rife, Royal Rife, that uh, he discovered you find the frequency of a virus and you can uh, uh, amplify the same frequency back at it and shatter it like an opera singer singing in glass. And so, again, there's yes, sound. I agree, I agree. You can, you can create disease or you can cure with frequency. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and look I mean, what we've got. And, and the I love your story when you talk about the uh, the guy, the psychic surgeon. Where, you got their phone number? <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, I know some people that need some help with that. You know? Uh, yeah, and then look at what we've got that, these 5G towers all over the place with uh, uh, that can replicate. Uh, symptoms of anything with uh, freak, just with frequency. Yeah, I know. I know it's sad, you know, like uh, every day I turn on my frequency meter just to check to make sure they, they haven't upped the current or something, you know, uh, because this is the kind of crazy world we live in. I mean, I'm in the New York City area. I go into Manhattan and took my frequency meter. Man, you can't walk down the avenues in Manhattan anymore. It's off the scale, you know, it's just off the scale. Anywhere on the avenues, like from uh, Lower Manhattan up to uh, uh, Central Park, 59th Street, you can't walk the avenues. You're just bombarded with an excess of energy. And then uh, I've taken uh, electronic meters, electromagnetism meters, and I've walked around uh, Manhattan. And on certain corners, you're standing at the corner waiting for the light. I mean, the meter goes off the scale and gets, gets jammed there. And to be in a 
a magnetic field like that is just unhealthy. And this is what we're subjected to, you know. It's sad. And most people don't know it. You you probably know about it. I know about it. I talk about it. But most people are still in the dark about this. They haven't a clue as to what's going on, you know. Uh, I mean, it's sad, but that that's it. And where are those white hats, like you said? <laughs> I don't know. They're they're hiding under the white hats. That's what it is. <laughs> so, I don't know. So, it's, it's, uh, a mess. it's a mess. <laughs> what I was going to say is, so uh, are you ever coming back to the, the U.S.? I, from what I gather, you're uh, in Romania or something. Well, actually, um, I came over on a vacation about a year, a year and a half ago. Uh, I'm still here, but I, I typically I live in Florida. I live in Orlando. I see, I see. Uh, hey, <laughs> you know, there's a secret. <laughs> there's a secret tunnel that goes to Disney World from the uh, the eastern coastline of Florida. There, I forget what the city, is, port city, is, uh, where they smuggled the kids into Disneyland. Did you know that? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. So I put a map up of that. Uh, a couple of months ago on Twitter. Uh, I just know I disconnected from Disney a long time. Did you know that? <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I haven't heard that. But I well, disconnected from Disney a long, a long time ago. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not Mickey Mouse anymore. Like it's, I did uh, mainstream medical and big pharma and uh, and the things I talk about on. on on ET yoga, like these things, I, I applaud people's efforts. I realize everybody's in a different situation, but I am plugged from all those things a long time ago. I, I haven't had TV in 20 years. I, um, uh, I use um, technology to the least that I, is necessary. And, um, yeah, hey, and that's the way to be, you know. And I've disconnected um, from, um, from it all because, in my opinion, mainstream medical does a great, or does a great job with trauma, they're great at sewing you up and doing their surgeries and classic surgeries and things. But as far as day to day, sooner or later, they'll mess you up because of either the pills or unnecessary operations. Sooner or later, it's a dead end road. Uh, and it turned into a real dead end road with uh, the vaccines. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, I mean, the, all the, talk about disclosure, all the impulse out there now, the whole medical uh, profession, uh, got uh, taken over back in the late 1800s and then it got promoted into what it is today by the Rockefellers and uh, in the 1930s they started uh, getting rid of all the natural remedies and imposing their uh, fake medicine on people and getting us to accept it and because uh, people are basically you know unaware if, and uh, this is all done <laughs> by the cabal, you know, that group that sneakily does things behind the back, backs of the people. In fact, there's a, um, you see, I only go on Twitter, actually, I went on Twitter, Twitter because President Trump went on Twitter, so I want to see what, what's this all about. And since I've been on there, amazingly, a lot of people come up with a lot of interesting bits of information, like there was this cartoon uh advertisement uh, in a paper from the 1800s, and they were already, people were getting hip to uh, 
vaccines. They were trying to introduce them back in the 1800s, and they were depicting them as evil snakes, these vaccines. And then there's that cartoon from about just about 100 years ago where they play out that the cartoon says how to take the world over. Seriously, it's a 1920 cartoon or something. It says how to take the world over. And uh, it basically shows in cartoon form exactly what happened with the, the scamdemic over the last two years. Exactly. It shows them spraying stuff into the air. It shows everyone with a gas mask on. It shows them destroying the local businesses. It's showing them everybody sliding down the ramp, and there's the devil with a needle to jab it in your ass and shove you on. And, you know, it showed the carrying the fake dead bodies uh, in, in coffins to try to get grief from the people, and everybody wearing a mask all the time, like the gas mask of World War One. Um, that's the kind of mask they were showing. And that was it. It's in the cartoon, the whole thing. And it's called How to Take Over the World. And here they are playing that exact scenario out. And it's so in your face, and uh, people are asleep at the wheel. And then, like you said, what's the military doing? You know, I mean, really, I don't get this, you know? Uh, uh, all, all this talk, all this disclosure, all this uncovering, and there's so little action being taken. I keep hearing there's going to be mass arrests. We're on the moon because I don't see it either, you know? And they talk about, you're familiar with the event, aren't you? With which? Something called the event, the upcoming event. Are you familiar with that? Oh, well, yeah, I mean, a lot of people have a different... I guess definitions, but um, I call the event the solar flash. Well, yeah, um, I'm talking about the one connected with the Galactic Federation of the Light. Did you ever hear of that? Well, you know, say some more about it, and I'll. Yeah, if well, I, I picked this up off Twitter. Um, Twitter, at least the people I follow and I've come across, and they caught my interest. Uh, there's this group called the Star Seeds. They're mostly from the Pleiadians, uh, maybe some from Sarai's system too, but they're here, they're basically women, and they're here to uh, upgrade the, uh, the the frequency of the Earth. So uh, the Earth is in the process of going into ascension, and it's just a question of we're going to go with her or not, or we're going to get taken somewhere else. Um Something like that. So anyhow, the Galactic Federation is supposedly this group of star nations, uh, 52 star nations from other uh, galaxies around the universe that have an interest in Earth, and they are here because supposedly our planet is the last quarantined uh, cabal-ruled planet in the whole uh, galaxy. Isn't that wonderful to hear? And, uh, like, why have they left us here like this? So now they're all concerned, and they're all here, and they're all doing things to help us ascend and help take down the cabal. But all the things they talk about uh, are things we really can't check on, you know. They're talking about getting rid of the electronic field around the Earth. They're talking about taking away the negative spacecraft that patrol uh, our our world from above, and they talk about going underground and taking out the reptilians and uh, all of this stuff. And they say the last thing they're going to do is take care of the surface population. Isn't that wonderful to hear? 
So that's what the Galactic Federation is. Their representative is this guy called Quota. He's, um, you can find him at uh, 2012 uh, uh, portal dot blogspot dot com and uh, he's the spokesperson for this galactic federation uh, or galactic federation of light and they uh, oh they they reveal bits of information you know you can just google that you don't have to belong to twitter it's simple google it 2012 portal dot blogspot dot com and you can find out the intel they're willing to tell us about what's going on and um, it's almost as if they're leading us on in a way. In fact, I still don't, ha- don't know. I've asked a question on Twitter. Nobody's answered yet. Is it the Galactic Federation or the Galactic Confederation? Because I see both terms being used, but maybe one's a, a deceiver, if you know what I mean. Anyhow, that's the best I can explain it. You know, simple. Go to 2012 uh portal.blogspot.com and um, you'll you'll quickly get uh, uh, some important info regarding who they are and you can go backtrack on it because they've been doing this like four years or more. I've been following it for four years. Anyhow, uh, what do you think? Is it the Galactic Federation or the Confederation? What's this idea of using two different names? Is one the imposter or they both mean the same thing. What's your guess? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, I can't say for sure, but um, I personally uh, don't put much stock in anything that um, our Galactic Federation um, puts out. Um, if I have a source that I consider a lot more reliable, it's um, a small group of Pleiadians that um, um, they're, called, they're actually Tigetan Pleiadians, and they're information is available at um, swaru.org and at um, cosmic agency at odyssey.com and um, basically and they have some concerns that um, the confederation or federation or galactic federation of light or whatever name they're going by um, that they have some concerns about there being um, some being compromised by ai um, I share the same uh, concerns that because what I'm seeing right now basically is um, a takeover of this planet uh, by AI. And, um, and I'm hoping that uh, there are certain aspects of this event, yes, that will happen because I believe it needs to happen because it's um, a path towards a brighter future. And, um, um, I don't. I. I just don't think that. Um, uh, you know, some the cavalry's coming here to to change things on uh, the way things stand. Like uh, uh, I'm, like I said, I'm I'm originally from Nebraska, next to Missouri, the Show Me State, and uh, I'm not easily impressed impressed by talk. Did you ever see that uh, Twilight Zone episode called "To Serve Man"? Uh, the Twilight Zone must have been what in the fifties or what? Uh, no, it was about nineteen sixty. It was an episode called okay. "To Serve Man." It's a classic. Uh, not that episode. I recall. 
Not that I recall. Oh, well, uh, let me just briefly take you through it. You'll get the picture. Uh, at the UN, all of a sudden, uh, an alien craft lands on the UN, okay? And they, uh, this giant, uh, I don't know, seven foot, eight foot tall alien that doesn't speak, uh, talks telepathically to everyone, walks in as if this was possible without going through armed guards, but maybe in 1960 it was. He walks into the UN while they're in a meeting and he, and he has this book in his hand and he walks uh, up to the podium and they let him do that. And he says, you know, people of Earth, hey, we're here to help you, you know? And, uh, you know, he answers some questions. We'll give you science to make your soil grow more food, you know? We'll do this for you. We'll do that for you. Blah, blah, blah. The Russian guy says, what's your alternative motive? <laughs> Difficult, but... Uh, Maybe somebody else should have asked that question, too. So then he leaves and says, we'll be back with uh, the things to help your world evolve. We're here to help you. And he leaves the book on the, on the counter of the U.N. there, and the book is called To Serve Man in English. And so uh, he opened the book, but it's all written in a foreign language. So they bring it to the linguistics, and they can't figure it out, you know. So meanwhile, the these new, new uh, seven foot, eight foot tall giant space people are coming to Earth. They're giving us ingredients to make the soil better, and then all of a sudden they start offering trips. Come back and visit our world. By this time, they want us over, you know. Meanwhile, the linguistics guys still can't figure out what's written in the book, but it says to serve man. So they think, okay, yeah, they're here to help us. So it gets to the end of the show, and uh, one of the uh, linguistic experts who had just given up said, I give up. I'm going to take that trip to the planet and see what it really looks like, like everybody else is doing. And as he's going up the gang plant, Plank into the spacecraft. His secretary runs out and screams to him, Don't go. It's a cookbook to serve man. <laughs> you know. And that's what they were taking us to visit their planet so they could eat us. Yeah. So, you know, with that in mind, and guess what? The Galactic Federation plans to land at the UN as one of their places. Oh, my God. You know. Again, if it isn't science fiction warning us or telling us maybe something, uh, you know, it makes me think, you know. Uh, I'm a little skeptical because there's been too much talking on an action. Like the most recent thing off the blog, uh, the 2012 blog, just got Cobra saying, well, this was right before the invasion of Ukraine. He says, the Pleiadians were there uh, with Putin trying to uh, convince him not to go to war, but he didn't listen to them. So the Pleiadians apparently have, have met with uh, Trump also. I don't know if they met with the, the imposter president. I doubt it, but uh, uh, they're involved in this heavily. And uh, I, I started reading about the Pleiadians uh, back in the... Uh, early 90s, they were, they were writing, uh, co-writing books with humans back in the 80s. Uh, when did you find out about the Pleiadians? Well, I think my first introduction uh, was probably the Billy Meyer um, 
scenario, he had a book out called UFO from the Pleiades, where he had a contact with a woman named Simjazi. And um, they, all, they identified our um, original uh, um, extraterrestrial ancestry as coming from the Lyra constellation and Vega star system. And then I also I was um, presented with a book from Barbara Marciniak called Bringers of the Dawn, which I consider kind of the classic sort of uh, book about um, Pleiadians and what they're kind of about. Although um, I might say that uh, just in reference to your point about this uh, conflict in with Russia and the Ukraine, um, this group from Tigetan, the Tigetan Pleiadians that are apparently in orbit have been for about five years now have been communicating um, uh, through articles, and there's like 600 articles at uh, swaru.org, S-W-A-R-R-U-U.org. And um, according to their information, according to the Pleiadians, these Tigetan Pleiadians, all wars on this planet have been uh, controlled by both sides, and both sides controlled by the cabal. So they, they know the outcome of every conflict. They know the outcome of every situation, World War One, World War II, any war you want to name, and controlled by both sides. And in my opinion, um, for the most part, this um, current situation was a distraction because they were losing the narrative on the, uh, uh, on the COVID situation. And um, it's a big distraction. And uh, what, how far they want to take it or what they want to do with it, but they know they, they've got a plan. And as far as I'm concerned, they just try to suck everybody else into being on one side or the other to create conflict and uh, keep yeah. humans fighting among themselves. When in like my opinion, there's two, things, usual. there's two things humans have, have never learned. Uh, one is that there's only one race here. <laughs> well, there's multiple races here, but there's one human race and we need to be sticking together, not fighting each other. And second is you don't fight against negative. It only entangles you in the mess. What you do is you create a new positive. And those are two huge yeah. lessons that we're still yet to learn. Yeah, well, unfortunately, we're not learning them because um, the people in charge have such control. They own the media, they own the school systems, they own the police, and they own the uh, large portions of all the military, too. So it's a rough deal, and they own the pharmaceutical industry. So they have, all, like, all the key players on the chessboard, and that's what makes it difficult for uh, a common-sense uh, solution to come up on a big scale. On a small-scale show, there'll always be room for people to get together in small groups and go off somewhere in the woods and create a, you know, a safe haven. But on a large scale, they're still controlling the masses, you know, and they're, and they're going to clamp down on doing it even more. You know, they want more mind control. They're going to trick more people into taking. Do you know? Like I'm a, uh, I turn on the New York uh, TV stations uh, because I want to uh, on the news. I watch it because I want to see what the enemy is up to, and uh, basically that's it. Uh, I want to see what the enemy is doing, and they are still promoting the vaccines after. After all the evidence that came out that the whole thing's been a scam uh, from the beginning and it's all been lies, they are still promoting that in commercials to get people yeah. to uh, trick people into taking the jab. Unbelievable. Yeah, I've never seen so and much suppression. Nobody is stopping it, you know? Is that crazy or what? Yeah. Well, too many people. Well, a lot of people quit watching TV. 
uh, especially mainstream uh, news, but uh, too many are still, you know, stuck into it. And unfortunately, it's their only source of information. And they end up believing um, the garbage that's put out, including yeah. fact check, which yeah. is another. Eventually, uh, they just believe whatever they hear. Yeah. And there is no counterpoint yeah. to anything anymore. There are there are no more journalists. They're just editors. Yeah, <laughs> and agreed. Teleprompter agreed. writers. Never seen so much <laughs> suppression of information in America, not in my lifetime, as to right now. Like all the like, you got a lot of doctors that want to tell you the truth, and they all get kicked off YouTube. They're all on alternative news channels, and I mean, yeah, exactly. it's, it's, got, it's gotten to be a it's gotten to be a joke because um, the, what the the uh, population is being fed is just a load of um, make believe and lies. Yeah. Hey, what do you think about this uh, Elon Musk crap? You know, all this hype about yeah. him buying something and now he doesn't do it, like. You know, again, just to take people's attention off things, I think. Well, my point what about him think? would be that I think I think back in the old days, I, or years and years ago, I think he was a smart guy who figured out that AI was a problem. He tried to warn everybody about it, and then finally he came to the conclusion that if you can't beat him, join him. According to uh, Ishmael <laughs> Perez, uh, according to Ishmael Perez, who was a guest on my show, um, the last uh, one previous to today, Ishmael said. When he was asked about um, Musk, he said, "Well, he's he's taken the pill. I mean, he's he's taken the technology. Like, so he's he's like a part of the hive mind. And, uh, but he sacrificed basically for he wanted to be smarter, more intelligent. So he's taken all the uh, all the goo to become uh, like uh, one of his products. You know, where they take over your mind and uh, the central computer is in charge. So." You know that's where he, that's where Elon Musk is at. He's part of the hive mind, so he 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 with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I believe it. I mean, the technology exists to do that, you know. And if you're not aware of it and really protective of yourself, uh, they can slip you the pill or whatever, or uh, you know, bombard you from outside your house without you even knowing about it. That's how sophisticated the technology has gotten. Sad but true. Uh, uh, what do you think about uh, about the imposter president? Is uh, he a clone? Uh, <laughs> if I had to guess, if I had to guess, I'd probably say yeah, probably. But I, I don't know. I just know that it's just um, the whole thing is is kind of ridiculous, and um, it's incredible to me that uh, the American public has just allowed this to just go by the boards. In fact, as far as I'm concerned, the big push from um, the cabal is to get people just to do nothing. Like, that's where they want you. Right. Do, do nothing. You know, you're going to be saved. The Calvary's coming. Oh, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And we're going to do that from one side and then from another side. It's, it's this, that, and the other thing. But the bottom line is that what they want you to do is nothing. <laughs> that's so true. That's so true. And you got to wonder, like, uh, how, ca how can anybody as uh, incompetent as President Biden be allowed to stay in office? It just defies, you know, well, common sense. No, how can this you, be allowed to go on? You, yeah. Isn't there anybody that corrupt. is in charge of yeah. taking the man situation like this, this out of control? I mean, really? Yeah. Unbelievable.
So it's, yeah. it shows you how corrupt, how corrupt all the governments are. Come on, they're all complicit in this uh, attempted genocide here with the uh, vaccines. They're, it's just beyond fixing, in my opinion. What are you going <laughs> to fix? What are you going to fix? That's uh, that's what that's the uh, the dream that uh, lies with the Galactic Federation because they've been claiming for four years now they're going to land uh, at the event. They're going to come in and take over. First, they're going to announce their landing. They're going to say, you know, people of Earth, we're the Galactic Federation, and we're going to land tomorrow and show ourselves. And it isn't until that point that they're going to physically arrest the rest of the criminals here. But we can't wait till that happens because they're screwing us by the hour, you know. Right now, they're exactly. they're, they're probably loading the big particle weapon. <laughs> Do a spacecraft to go around the Earth and just knock us out. I mean, it's uh, it's almost hysterically funny if it wasn't uh, so sadly real. But uh, well, everybody seems to be down with the huge. um, The thing about you called it the solar flash. This is what I've heard the last couple of years of what's going on. There, there was uh, apparently the sent. central sun in the center of our galaxy. There's a central sun called uh, Plethora, I believe. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's alive. It has consciousness. And uh, it's been notified that its assistance is needed on Earth. But it required a certain amount of... uh, effort on the part of the creatures here, us, the humans, you know, the supposed thinking masters of Earth. The uh, So there was a couple of mass meditations, and as of December 21st, 2021, you know, what's that, six months ago, the uh, it was confirmed that the significant amount of people uh, to get the attention to signify that uh, these people who were in the meditation wanted the earth to be receive help from uh, divine help from anywhere, it was the message was heard, and so that uh, that meditation was deemed a success, and that meant that this wave of light uh, began to shoot out of the great central sun, and uh, it's of extreme power, and when it it's going to reach the uh, our solar system, and it's going to be flood the atmosphere of the Earth, and that will be what you're calling the solar flesh, and that will dissipate much of the darkness that's here. Uh, but it has to be funneled through human beings to reach the center of the Earth, the final point to make the connection. So that's what's going on technically. Uh, you know, I, I, I put myself out there. I'll be, I'll be a colonist. I participated in the meditation, and I know how to consciously think of that light entering through the top of my head and coming out of my root chakra and hitting the uh, uh, the center of the earth, which is supposedly holding a ninth-dimensional crystal now. I picked that up from reading in a Pleiadian book, by the way, authored by Pleiadians. Uh, but uh, not too many people talk about that, you know. <laughs> you might even still think it's a hot molten iron core in the direct center, huh? What's your take on that? 
Well, I'm not, I'm not an expert in that particular thing. I, I do believe, uh, yeah, all uh, suns, all planets have consciousness, and um, I'm um, very hopeful of the, the positive effects of, of the um, um, solar energy because, number one, is it'll neutralize the AI, at least for a while. And um, I have heard... Yeah. I have heard that uh, they anticipate there'll be a lot more people ascending once that um, their um, all the crap they've taken in the injections gets neutralized. But there's a few problems with um, their thinking, in my opinion. Uh, number one yeah. is that uh, most of the people that took these injections, um, most of the spiritual people wouldn't take them under any circumstances. So how many right. of these people that took them were really spiritual people that were really into ascension? Not many. Um, if you were to ask me, are, will any of the ones that have been fully injected make ascension? I would say, yeah, there's a likelihood that some will, but it'll be very few. Because first of, first of all, it'll take a lot of effort. And um, there's a big problem, according to the Pleiadians, in that even if you neutralize the um effect of the ai when people take these injections um every within about 15 minutes of the pfizer ones at least the mrna ones um every cell in your body changes so and in effect you're a different person about 15 minutes later so um there's big problems with people that have taken these injections and the ascension um not to say that some won't make it but not to the extent that they're putting out there because most of these people weren't interested in Ascension to begin with. They were voluntarily took these things or were scared into it or for convenience or for whatever reason. And, um, I seriously doubt, um, the information I'm hearing about, you know, so many, uh, they're, they're expecting, you know, a big wave of people, uh, Ascension. I mean, personally, I'm working on, uh, identifying, neutralizing, and eliminating nano from my system because I know that nano is incompatible with 5D. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, all those things are important points, and it's important. and that, that's just the tip of the iceberg, really. There's so many other things simultaneously happening. Yeah, people are u- losing their physical identity by taking these vaccines, Plus, they're making themselves miserable, too, when the side effects are kicking. Uh, I came across something recently the other day where doctors were talking, you know, the mad doctors were talking beforehand, and they estimated that it, uh, the vaccines, along with the uh, the boosters, will kill everybody within six to six and a half years. So uh, something better happen sooner. These people are shit out of luck. And then, of course, there's the trickery that goes on. That's been people have been floating this information out, different sources on the internet. That uh, there's a trickery that when you die, your consciousness, of course, we know leaves your body. But there's a trickery in place by the cabal to get you to uh, I don't know come come down the hallway where the light is, and then they they don't really let you ascend. They send you back, reincarnate you into somebody else's body, and you're you didn't get get to make it home. You got sent back. Uh, yeah, that's where you just came from. And, and they're tricking people. It's been going on for quite a while, doing this to people. So that's another obstacle that needs to be addressed, too. And 
then there's uh, the the groups uh, that are going to be taken off the earth and brought to some place where if you want to ex- continue to experience primitive life with fighting and experience anger and all those other bad emotions, they have a they have planets for you <laughs> where that still exists. So there's simultaneously there's several possibilities all happening at the same time. Well, it's all right off in the separate time. We're all going to end up where we're supposed to be. (laughs) Yeah, we're all going to end up where we're supposed to be. Yeah, that's what I hear too. You know, that's what I hear too. What's interesting, you know, uh, because I'm pretty well versed. I used to sell Bible encyclopedias. How about that? So I wanted to read my books to know what I was selling, and it just so happens, uh, and one of the books worth reading, the book of the Revelation that has all the end times stuff, and in some of the Gospels, too, there's uh, the statement made that uh, in the end, uh, two will be in the field and one will be taken. So... Uh, you know, that can be interpreted many different ways with the newer information. Chances are the one being taken will be the one that wants to continue living in war and anger and hate. And the one left on the new earth will be the person who wants to 5D and live in peace and harmony. At least that's my take on it, but uh, connecting the dots. Hey, that's the name of the show, Connect the Dots. Hey, listen, uh, Charles, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, you know, call again because it's the end of the show. I got to close it now. And, uh, hey, if you, if you want to find out more about me, listen to my music. You know, it's out there. I got 26 videos out there on YouTube. Uh, let me see. The one that might appeal most to you is called This Is Your Sunny Day. <laughs> and it could be your sunny day. It's out there on YouTube. Hey, the name is Tom Edison. That's right, I'm on YouTube. And we're coming to the end of the show. Thanks again, Charles. You can call back anytime. You've got so much to say. And hey, fellow listeners, don't forget to listen to Charles Green on ET Yoga every two weeks. The show right before mine. Okay, hey, tell your friends to tune in my show next week. This is Tom Edison ending the show. You're going to hear my music, the guitar solo of You, the Party in Kind, followed by my anthem, I Gotta Be Somebody. Take us out of here, Mr. Engineer. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Without being made clear to the world, my ideas and all.
Cause I 